0: light it's seven friday
1: night
2: welcome to the seven friday night thursday pick'em show for week five of norCal high school football action i'm sports stars managing editor chase bryson and i'm joined by my co-host ben Edos. coach terry edson will be joining us shortly as well well Ben, positivity wasn't my strong suit last week. I talked to you late Friday night, convinced I'd bombed all my picks, only to realize that I actually had gone two and three. Then during the 49ers game Sunday, I was texting you my annoyance that the defense didn't have any sacks yet, only for you to point out that the Seahawks still didn't have any points yet. So yeah, I'm striving for a better outlook going into this weekend. Perhaps you can help get me started on that. How are you?
1: You know, as Chase knows, on my way to Foothill last week for my game, Uh, foothill against El Cerrito I passed a sign by the side of the road that said positivity is contagious I parked I walked back a couple blocks and for those who know me that's actually a Herculean effort (laughs) since I have a bad foot and took a photo just to demonstrate to Chase that the world is in fact in my corner in this pursuit (laughs) so while I only went three and two last week I am showing positive signs and I'm excited to continue my personal growth when it comes to competing with you and Coach Edson in the selection of football games. Now to get things started this week, we
2: will bring in a true model of positivity. Coach Edson should in fact be quite chipper following his best week of the season so far. He went 2-1, and one, including nailing the upset pick of Daryl Oro over Menlo Atherton. Let's welcome him in and see how long it takes for him to once again predict a
1: 3-0 week. We're back for another week of uh, football talk with coach Terry Edson, the third member of our crew. And uh, Terry, you are trending in the right direction for sure. Two and one last week, but man, we went to all this trouble last week to bring you together with your fantasy football teammate. You asked him if you should pick them. And then that became the one loss on your ledger. I mean, was the fantasy team meeting this week? Awkward. (laughs)
0: Oh, I I tell you what we did do. We talked special teams this weekend. <laughs> I can tell you that right now we were uh, going over that. So, um, yeah, that was, I'm sure just, dis- it was disappointing. I mean, I watched, because we're playing Folsom. So I watched the game on film, you know, remember I was talking to Vic about you know, about the running game and, uh, and I, and I, is if you going to, you know, they talked about throwing it and, um, there's no doubt that Folsom had, you know, that Pittsburgh had some, you know, beautiful long plays and all that, but something just not in the game plan. You know, you're not ever figuring in the guy's going to block a field goal for a touchdown, block a punt, get the ball at the six yard line. Um, those were the game changers. I mean, even though Jaden threw an uncharacteristic four interceptions and I give all the props to uh, Folsom for that, because they put him under pressure and you put a quarterback under pressure you know, bad things can happen when they throw the ball. I give Folsom credit. They did a great job preparing for them, and um, they deserved to win. There's no doubt about
2: it. All right. We spin it forward. We know where Folsom is this week. You've known, more. You've known for more than a week that this game was coming, so let's get to it. It's the number two Spartans of De La Salle, hosting number three Folsom. The Bulldogs passed their first big road test at Pittsburgh last week, like you said. Now they return to the scene of their biggest win in program history, most likely from last year. Lots of emotions in this. So, game. winning
0: state wasn't uh, one of their biggest wins in program history. I don't know. Us. Okay, yeah, right. that's,
2: that's probably fair. Did they, they might... put a banner
0: up with "We beat De La Salle" or what? I don't. I'm just wondering. I just. I don't know. There I'm not are there
2: some schools around yeah, here that would one do of that. The, we'll say one of their biggest wins in program history. <laughs> okay, Lots... that's better. Okay. There we go. Thank you. Okay. Lots of emotions in this game. Plenty of talent. Who you got? Well,
0: you know, here's going to be the matchup, right? It's very simple. Um, if the Spartans cannot run on Folsom, they're going to be in trouble. That That's all there is to it. So the Spartans have to establish their running game. Um, I know Folsom's going to, you know, it's not, I don't think the Spartans can establish the running game going like if they stack, you know, let's go double tights and run right at them. They're going to stack the box. So, they're going to have to be creative and probably run it. You know, the the good news is that they have to respect um, both quarterbacks that the Spartans will probably be using. They got to respect both their arms because they can throw the ball. So that's good news for the Spartans that they just can't, you know, we're going to stop the run and not worry about the throw because last week Spartans showed that, and you know, that they could, you know, they definitely have the arm last couple of weeks. We've had some nice throws from our quarterback. So they're developing as well, um, but we got to run the ball. And, you know, Monterey Trail had success against Folsom running the ball. Sarah had success running the ball. So for the Spartans to win this game, we're not going to beat them in a throwing shootout. That's not our strength. So we're going to have to run the ball against them. We're going to have to play, and the other side of it is, I'm sure Folsom is looking at it and they're going, "They don't. we don't defend the pass all that well. And we haven't defended it really great all year long. We're gonna—that's gonna have to be an improvement for the Spartans as well. They're gonna have to uh, keep Folsom off the field. So it, it's really—it's gonna come down to that. If the Spartans can control the clock and get first downs, I think they'll eventually wear Folsom out and get some big running plays. We have big play capability, guys. So do they. I, I like the progress of what's going on with Spartan land. Uh, um, we might get a couple more guys back for this game. Uh that's been interesting. We're definitely gonna have more guys. We had some guys back on the defense, just played their first game, so they'll be more in tune what's going on. So um I think this uh the Spartans are the the their big time players are ready to step up. And don't forget about Cooper Flanagan too. He's gonna to have a huge impact on this game as well. So I'm going with the Spartans on this one.
1: Chase, was there a world in which you anticipated, given all that you know from all of our histories, that Terry would have picked Folsom? No, I, I didn't think that was coming. Okay. But if we
0: I'm telling you, we we're not I'm telling you right now, if we're not running the ball effectively. I am picking Folsom. <laughs>
1: there you go.
0: I mean, if, if, if you see us, if we have like hundred yards rushing in the first half, it's, or 90 yards and that's not going to be good. So.
1: <laughs> well, let's uh, we'll go to the South Bay for your next game. You and Chase went head up last week in uh, the Del Oro Menlo Atherton game and the golden Eagles rewarded you while spiting chase for taking the opposite side. Now the Bears go back on the road but stay a little closer to home with a trip to Wilcox. Will you side with the aerial attack of On Dickey and Menlo Atherton or the ground and pound of Paul Rose's Chargers?
0: You know me; I mean? I'm always going to go with the ground and pound team. <laughs> uh, when you have a good offense, the best way to beat a good offense is keep the offense on the sideline. And I think um, now Menlo Atherton's got a little bit of um, – Confidence shook up a little bit. Maybe they thought they were all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> and they uh, found out that they have some holes. And I think Wilcox now has gained a little more confidence, goes, okay, these guys can be beaten. They're undefeated as well. I think they're going to see themselves as the underdog at home. I love that concept for high school kids when the, no one believes in them. So that was the reason why I took their role last week. And that's why I'm sticking with Wilcox this week.
2: I like that pick. All right, we'll wrap up in Brentwood with a pretty good non-league game between host Liberty High and San Ramon Valley of Danville. SRV is three and zero and looks to be gaining a little bit of steam. Liberty, a solid three and one, with its only hiccup being a thirty-one nothing road loss to Rank Los Gatos. Right. Both, yep. So both teams are getting really good play from their QB spot. Actually, Luke Baker um, having a really good passing year for San and Liberty's Nate Bell is is a dual threat guy. Um, who's got over a 1,000 total yards now, 600 passing, 400 rushing. So which way are you leaning on this one? This
0: was another one. This is like being a no wretch of Do You guys do this one at me again. <laughs> it's like, oh. well, I think I'd be really – you guys should be – I'd be really surprised if this game is settled by anything more. It's got to be seven points or under. I, I, that's how I see it. Um, I just think – um, I like what San Ramon's done so far, and um, uh, Baker—that's the brother we faced a few years ago, Correct. right? This is the younger, brother, younger so, brother. yeah, yeah. that kid—I mean, they make quarterbacks in that family. I know uh, the kid from Liberty is it Nate Bell? Nate Bell. Is that his name? Yeah, he's good too. Um, I just think San Ramon. I'm probably a little prejudiced here, but uh, I do think I do still like EBA ball. I still think that it's the tougher league. Uh, I know I'd get a lot of uh, BVL guys yelling at me right now. And so (laughs) I understand, but I I do like San Ramon. Um, They're a physical team. Um, The kids play hard. I know um, Liberty is is having a good year as well, but I just think I'm going to lean on San Ramon and their quarterback to pull this one off.
1: I'm going to get to this one in my picks. I agree with you on the outcome. I don't agree with you on the spread. I don't I think San Ramon is a solid favorite here. Right.
0: By more than 7?
1: Yeah.
0: Huh. We'll see. Okay, now how many points you want to give me? <laughs> and
1: so it begins. Well, it's uh it's another fine segment. Do you, do you feel like you're still headed in the right direction? Do you think the tide is officially turned and if Maybe if you keep it up, you'll land a guest spot on De La Salle Radio or something? yeah,
0: yeah, something like that. You know, when uh, uh, I used to go to the racetrack with my dad, and he was a classic. We should get too bad. We can't get him on this podcast, but uh, he, I had a thing about you know betting on horses that didn't have good winning percentages. Always read in a book by Tom Ainsley, the horse should at least win one out of every seven times. So he'd be, I go, who do you like in this race? He'd call a horse. Out and i go, Dad, he's won once one race in 28 starts. You go, he's due. That would be his line. So I'm using that strategy for me right now. I'm due to go three and oh. So, you know, I've just I'm ready to do it. That's just if you're so bad for so long, you're finally gonna hit one, you know. So even the blind squirrel gets an acorn once in a while. I'm going with that philosophy on uh, this week's picks that I'm due.
2: All right. We'll see how it plays out.
1: And we'll be back here next Tuesday. See how it went.
0: Yeah, I'll be texting you Friday night. Don't worry and see how I'm doing. You won't man. have
1: to text me. You can yell at me in person. That's right. Okay.
0: That's right. There we go. I forgot about that. Ben's coming to Owen Owens Friday night.
1: I'm I'll be on the other side of the field though. Media rules at De La Salle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not getting into any of this. i just <laughs>
2: That's All right.
0: For, it's a different podcast. Okay. All <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All whatever. right, boys. Well, have a good week. All
2: right. All right. Good luck, coach. We'll
0: see you next week. All right. Thanks. See you later. All right.
2: And now a quick timeout for a few messages from sports stars, magazines, podcast partners. At some point, your community will be challenged. It could be a flood, forest fire, hurricane, or civil unrest. When it happens, be the one to answer the call, rescue the stranded, protect the threatened, save the injured. Join the National Guard and serve your community when it needs you most. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more.
1: Are you socially conscious? Do you use good judgment and have integrity? Do you believe in public service, like solving problems, and have empathy and compassion? If so, join our team. The Oakland Police Department needs you. And we're hiring from sworn officers to professional staff. OPD is always looking for kind, engaged, and committed people to join the department. Take a few minutes to find out more by visiting opdjobs.com. All right. Now that coach has
2: pointed the way, it's time for us to declare our perfect weeks. It's all about embracing the positivity. As you tell me, read the board, Ben, and let's ride
1: nothing but aces this week my friend (laughs) all right we have for your listening pleasure number three Folsom and number two De La Salle don't know if you've heard of that game uh number 18 Menlo Atherton of Atherton at number six Wilcox of Santa Clara number 13 Los Gatos at Sacred Heart Prep of Atherton Santa Ramon Valley of Danville at Liberty of Brentwood College Park of Pleasant Hill at Northgate of Walnut Creek. And we'll wrap it up with Capital Christian of Sacramento at Vista Del Lago of Folsom. Chase, it's a quality offering this week, and you get to go first.
2: All right. Well, let's start with the big kahuna. After seeing them last week, I can say with a bit of confidence that this year's Folsom team is a little less explosive one than last year's, but it may be a little more well-rounded and it's still quite dangerous. The offense struggled to really get into a rhythm against Pittsburgh, but defense and special teams really picked up the slack. Meanwhile, De La Salle is starting to round into form and has a much better offensive line and running game than Pittsburgh showcased last week. They won't have to pass it nearly as much as Pittsburgh did, which led to the four interceptions for the Bulldogs' defense. We saw how focused the Spartans were in their revenge game with St. Francis Mountain View a few weeks ago, and I think they're locked in for this one too. I'm going to take De La Salle to grind out a W
1: imagine my surprise i know all right uh i'm avoiding that game like the plague this week uh, <laughs> so i'm gonna start with my lock this week because why not uh san ramon valley is really rolling early in the year with 35 or more points in each of their first three victories luke baker is taken over under center and established is establishing himself as one of the area's top quarterbacks uh, Liberty's coming off an impressive win over Monta Vista that moved the Lions to three and one. So I'm going to suggest that if they can beat both Danville teams in consecutive weeks, perhaps they should be awarded a free team meal at Pete's Brass Rail. <laughs> Tasty treats notwithstanding, I don't see that happening, and I'm going to roll with the air attack of the Wolves. Give me San Ramon Valley to improve to four and zero, and I might suggest that we could see SRV sitting at five and zero when they head to Oakland on October seventh to face McClyman's.
2: Yeah. Could be a really good game, actually. I see. All right, now I'm going to head to the Central Coast section. Sacred Heart Prep, really impressed with its win over Reardon last week. But with all due respect to star running back Andrew Latu and the rest of the Gators, I think the low Gatos defense may be the real deal. The Wildcats are coming off their second straight shutout and have allowed just 14 points over their first three games. It's at Sacred Heart with a bit of a weird 4 p.m. kickoff time, but I'm still counting on defense to rule the day. I'm taking Los
1: Gatos and I'm making it my lock. Ooh, lock it no. up. Wow. Okay. I could go. I could get down with that pick. I don't know if I'd lock it up, but pick. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up on my agenda is a trip to Folsom, California for a capital league matchup between Vista del Lago and capital Christian. I find myself a bit stumped by cap Christian. So far this year, the Cougars are one in three, but the losses all appear to be to pretty good teams. The one win is over Rio Americano, who's 0-5. I think we assume that they're better than the 1-3 shows. Uh, Vista Del Lago is 2-3, and and last week's win over Sakai was a good way to get league play rolling. The Eagles have been in a bunch of close games this year, and I'm going to say that that experience, combined with the fact that this game is in Folsom, makes the difference here. Give me Vista Del Lago.
2: We are going to double up on this one. So unlike my last pick where I went with Los Gatos' defense, I'm going to bank on offense. Um, This Delago is averaging a little more than 350 yards of offense per game behind junior quarterback Johnny Coet. Meanwhile, uh, while I agree with you, Capital Christian has played some very tough opponents. Their defense has struggled so far this year and is surrendering more than 42 points a game. So... Uh, the Cougars' offense is coming around, so I think they can keep it close, but Vista has a clear advantage on offense and I think should win this Capital League opener for both teams. So I'm going to go with uh, Vista, just as you did.
1: That's for the analytics nerds right there. <laughs> we got the advanced <laughs> metrics. All right. I don't even
2: know what DVOA is. I don't know. What uh, it... what's,
1: the, what's the football equivalent of BABIP? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have to think about that. Man.
1: Uh, okay, I'm gonna wrap it up by completely avoiding all ranked teams this week. How's how's that for guts? Smart. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm coming back closer to home. I'm gonna take a look at Northgate hosting College Park in a non-league game that's a rematch of last year's Diablo Foothill League Valley Division title game.
2: I like that we're talking about these teams.
1: Yeah, well, and so that's a preview here. Northgate got moved up to the Foothill Division this year after winning the title. And while I wouldn't accuse them of playing a stacked schedule, I do see plenty to like in their 4-0 start. Winning on the road at Ukiah isn't easy, and the Broncos have only allowed 14 total points in their four wins. College Park is 2-1. They're continuing to build. And remember that we remain huge fans of Travis Rossidi and his efforts to bring the Falcons back to relevance. I should also add that I'm a big fan of Ben Ballard at Northgate, too. So two good coaches, two good people at the helm of this one. Uh, I'm taking Northgate at home, but I'm also going to say that we might find ourselves talking about College Park a little more over the next couple weeks as we get into league play. Uh, that's a little bit of foreshadowing for things to come, I think. But uh, play in the Diablo Foothill or Diablo Athletic League Valley Division should be good right off the bat. So um, I am bullish on both teams, but I'm taking the Broncos. All right. I like it. Is it time? yes it's time. time the challenge round we <laughs> I
2: mean, the need theme music for that too yes i should give dustin a call get he's planning people. a wedding but
1: maybe who cares get, get in a wedding. little jingle in here or there wedding schmetting we have a <laughs> podcast here uh okay i'm gonna go with a bit of recency here to get you started and this is about as tough a game as i can toss you for a challenge round once upon a time In a galaxy far, far away, I was a young baseball player with dreams of the big leagues. (laughs) Before I determined that pitching was my ticket to mediocrity, I at times would play second base for the mighty El Cerrito Gaucho's junior varsity squad. Now, we were playing a game in the Vacaville Fairfield area and taking pregame grounders and one took a wicked hop and hit me in the eye. I came away with a shiner that my teammates and I agreed we would say came from a fight against a fictional character <laughs> named Butch McRufus. <laughs> we also agreed that for as bad as I looked, you should see the other guy. This was team bonding at the time. I, I can't actually recall if that happened at Vacaville High or Willsey will C. Wood or another school in the area, but there's a chance it happened at Vacaville High and I really wanted to tell that story. Uh, when it comes to football, El Cerrito is playing at Vacaville this week, and it's a coin flip if I've ever seen one. So, who are you going to pick, Butch McRufus or the Gachos? <laughs> wow, I don't know.
2: I everything that I have um, I have seen and read about El Cerrito makes me really think that they have they, they've got something going this year. So, uh, that's a tough road game. Uh, Vacaville definitely packs the house there. And they'll be fired up to try and, and try and knock uh, the Gauchos off their uh, unbeaten streak. But I'm going to go El Cerrito. I think El Cerrito gets it done. Goes to five and zero.
1: I like it. That five is a- and zero.
2: I know it. It's five and zero. Not yeah. <laughs> I got I got the record right. <laughs>
1: that is a very good high school football game. It right is.
2: There. All right. I'm going to start with a compelling battle taking place at the famous Kizar Stadium this Friday night, where an unbeaten Archbishop Mitty team will come in to face. Two and one, defending state bowl champs, Sacred Heart Cathedral, Mitty is three zero for the first time since 2015, and has outscored its first three opponents 108 to 14. And this will be important to you. They do have a common opponent in Palma Salinas. Mitty beat Palma 29 to seven in both teams' openers, while the Irish lost 21 to eight a few weeks back. So, Sacred Heart won last year's showdown at Mitty 27 to 16. Are you starting a monarchs bandwagon, or do the good vibes end this week?
1: This is easy. This is so easy. <laughs> I and and it it is it has everything to do with just what you just said. This is the week for monarchs chase. <laughs> it is the week for the monarchy. <laughs> you know, God save the queen, all that good stuff. Uh, no, in all seriousness, I like where Mitty's headed. Um, I see that the HAL 9000 Texas Instruments um, (laughs) Terminator uh, has MIDI as an 18-point winner. I don't think that's accurate. (laughs) The the point spreads need a little work, uh, a little fine-tuning, beep-boop-beep-boop this year. (laughs) Um, But I am going to take, I'll take MIDI for the road win. Um, It's going to be a chilly, I think Carl the Fog has returned in the city by the bay. So it, it could be a chilly night uh, at Kizar. But what's better than a chilly night at Kizar? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's better than that. So I'm taking Midi. Yep.
2: Uh, that's a good call. You, so I'm, I'm putting you down. You're officially starting the, the Monarchs bandwagon. It's, it's
1: happening. The monarchy, yes. Yes. All right. You can We're call gonna... me king. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I know you love a good rivalry game. And last week, you benefited from the rivalry matchup by taking Red Bluff in the Tehama County Shootout. I'm going to stick this week with the rivalry theme, and we're going to head to Alameda for the annual Island Bowl. Alameda is your host this year, which means this game is at Thompson Field. The island of Alameda is full of history, some of which, maybe a lot of which, we learned early in our careers, courtesy of our old colleague at the Contra Costa Times, Mike McGrean. shout out. So let's keep it on the diamond. I've been talking about baseball today. Alameda High can claim Dick Bartell, who made two all-star games during an 18-year career that spanned the 20s, 30s, and 40s. And Mike would say he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Ensignel's so going with Willie Stargell, J-Roll Jimmy Rollins, and of course the D-train Dontra Willis. Now, more random Ben baseball trivia for your benefit to help you make this pick. Encino was actually our primary rival when I was in high school and the team against whom I got the win in relief in the 2002 ACCAL title game. Thank you very much. I share that story again, only because I wanted to say it. It has no bearing on your pick. Now I famously drove to Encino for no reason three weeks ago, but if you choose to attend the Island bowl, remember that you shouldn't drive to Alameda high or you'll end up like me hanging out with Island geese. Will you buzz with the Hornets, or will you fly with the Jets? I think I'm
2: going to lean towards Insanel. Alameda has really not played a, 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 an extremely difficult schedule so far. I think Incidental has played a little tougher one, uh, notably the one that you saw against Miramani. So I think Incidental might be a little more battle-tested, and um, we're going to, even though they're on four, I think they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna get their first win. So.
1: Island Bowl action. You know, at the old Alameda Journal, the the way you gave people directions to get there was as you're approaching, you look for the Wiener Schnitzel, and you turned it the Wiener Schnitzel. Good to know. Yeah, there you go. All right,
2: let's finish this up by jumping into the Central California Triple C division in the Sac-Joaquin section, where Merced, which has shown up in our picture before this year, will host Patterson. Merced is two and three but played a grueling non-league schedule, leading to losses against Monterey Trail and Central Catholic, both ranked teams, and a 17-14 loss to still undefeated Downey of Modesto. Patterson is 4-1, with its only loss also to a ranked team, a 45-10 defeat versus Manteca. And I'd be remiss not to mention that this is Tigers versus Bears. And as a tribute to you and all the work that you've done and your love of mascot showdowns, let me offer this. Naturenoon.com says a fight between a Grizzly and a tiger, boils down to whoever gets the first strike. If the tiger gets his bite into the bear's neck area, it's over. If the bear connects on a swipe to the tiger's spine or legs, the tiger is done So, Who lands the first strike in this one?
1: Wow. I like this. I'm influencing your uh, research. This is good. (laughs) Um, The Hal 9000 says that this is a three-point game in favor of Patterson. I say this is at the brand new Kathy Hostetler stadium. And I say that in almost every zoological matchup bears win because I am a bear (laughs) bears beats Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) I'm taking Merced.
2: And that wraps us up. Another strong week. Lots of good teams in there. We talked about and, uh, should be interesting to see how this one this this week plays out. Maybe I I won't uh call you in a panic on Friday night um believing that I had lost four.
1: Yes, you were despondent on Friday night <laughs> that, that the world was ending and that and and I was feeling good cuz I had two picks going into Saturday. Yes, you should work on your positivity. Your display during the 49er game was unacceptable this week. We we play in honor of the now deposed Arizona State coach. <laughs> <laughs> we play to win the game. And that's what oh. Jimmy Gee did. Jimmy Gee? That's right. Changing <laughs> okay. it up.
2: All right. Well, let's get this read out of the way. I know it's your favorite part. So do it. Here we go on game night. Make sure to be locked on the Sports Stars Magazine Twitter page for updates and results. Follow at Sports Stars Mag. Then Saturday morning, be sure to check out SportsStarsMag.com for our coverage of the games. We build 7 Friday Night using Anchor, but the show is available on several platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. If you listen to the shows on one of those platforms, search for 7 Friday Night and please rate and subscribe. Our cover art features photography and designed by yours truly. And our theme music was produced by Dustin Phillips. And that's all I've got. So Ben, final thoughts.
1: Do, 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 <laughs> do, 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 do. Sorry. It was just in my head. <laughs> what else is in your head? Finish us off. Nothing. Nobody wants to know what else <laughs> is in my head. Don't ask questions. You don't want answers to uh, football Friday night. We're, we're looking forward to being back out on the sideline. I will be at uh, in Spartan country on my own. I don't know what I'll do. I'm going to try and get there early to get the Terry Edson Memorial parking spot, but it, it, we'll see what happens. So,
2: Well, we hope you make it out to a game this week. Uh, we're looking forward to ours, and I uh, can't wait to talk about everything we see this week when we come back next Tuesday. Uh, with another episode. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. A compelling battle taking place at the famous Kizar Pavilion Whoa. this Friday night. We're in unbeaten. What?
1: Hold on. They're playing football on the hardwood. <laughs> <Keys> are... <laughs> A lot of bounce in that field. <laughs> Legendary.